realization that wokeness has transformed itself into a form of pseudo-religion has become increasingly obvious to conservatives. The ceremonies and festivals that occur during the month of June make it hard to ignore as pride celebrations are increasingly treated as hedonistic sacrament. The fact that the United States government has heavily invested in these rituals creates an even more bewildering situation that trips the pattern recognition for those who are familiar with our mechanisms of constitutional restraint. As the Department of Defense, FBI, ATF, and Department of Education splash a rainbow across their logos and make passionate declarations of faith, many conservatives start to wonder what happened to separation of church and state. Christians are regularly told that they must check their moral convictions at the door because they live in a secular society, but the government seems to enthusiastically declare not just its preference, but its absolute dedication to the new progressive faith. The truth is that separation of church and state didn't remove the reality of conflicting moral visions. Instead, it created selection pressures which favored an ideology which could circumvent those formal restrictions. While the modern understanding of separation of church and state would have been unrecognizable to many of the American founders, it was interpreted in a manner which essentially banned former religions from being adopted by government organizations, taught in schools, and eventually from even participating in the public square. The anti-religious jihad spearheaded by organizations like the ACLU has been far from even-handed. Christianity, as the traditional religion of most Americans, faced the brunt of the effort to purge faith from civic life. But in the end, any official religion was effectively barred from public institutions. But humans are deeply religious creatures who will seek out a narrative framework to make sense of the world around them. Progressivism, or wokeness if you prefer, has no holy book or formal church, and because it is treated as a political ideology instead of an official religion, it was able to fill the narrative void that existed in public institutions without triggering the defense mechanism of separation of church and state. Liberalism, and here I don't mean progressive leftist ideology, but what most people would call classical liberalism, offered a false promise. It led many in the West to believe that social organizations, especially government institutions, could be kept morally neutral by operating a basic minimum morality which everyone could agree to. But as I've explained in a previous video, cultural neutrality is impossible, and all institutions must operate inside of someone's moral framework. With all of its competition effectively banned by separation of church and state, progressivism filled the natural void that was left once true religion had been stripped from public life. To borrow an illustration from the political theorist Curtis Yarvin, progressivism became a super-predator ideology, perfectly adapted to outcompete its religious rivals in a theoretically secular society. Are you a college student who feels isolated as Cthulhu swims ever leftward? The Intercollegiate Studies Institute is here to help. ISI offers programs and opportunities for conservative students across the country. ISI understands that conservatives and right-of-center students feel isolated on campus and that you're often fighting for your own reputation, dignity, and future. Through ISI, you can learn about what Russell Kirk called permanent things, the philosophical and political teachings that shaped and made Western civilization great. ISI also offers many opportunities to jumpstart your career. For example, Nate Hockman, who's been a guest on this show multiple times, got his start at National Review through ISI, and he's just one of many journalists that ISI has helped start their career. If you're a graduate student, ISI offers funding opportunities to sponsor the next generation of college professors. But most importantly, ISI offers college students a community of people that will help them grow. If you're a college student, ISI can help you start a student organization or a student newspaper or meet other like-minded students at various conferences 
and events. ISI is here to educate the next generation of great Americans. To learn more, check out ISI.org. That's ISI.org. You can click the link down in the description to learn more. The ideology that would eventually become known as wokeness was given a legal monopoly to operate unopposed in institutions like universities and corporations, which granted status, prestige, and wealth. Progressivism also became the only acceptable form of moral instruction in public schools and government agencies. For all of our modern pretense about progress and reason, the inescapable fact is that humans are deeply religious and always will be. People will always need answers to questions of meaning, identity, and purpose, and will interact with those narratives in a spiritual fashion, even if the new faith leaves behind the official trappings of the holy book and church building. This is why the current attempt to return to a neutral civilization by classical liberals and even many conservatives is doomed. That experiment has already failed. The God-shaped hole in man must be filled, and the only question is, by what? Every nation, organization, and community will be ordered towards some vision of the good, and that vision of the good will have a religious narrative at its core. Lying about or ignoring this truth doesn't solve the problem of conflicting moral visions. It only allows someone else to smuggle their moral vision in the back door. The only reason that this illusion of neutrality seemed even remotely possible in America's past was that different regions were basically just deciding what flavor of Protestant Christianity their community would adhere to. While serious disagreements still existed, this overlap in shared values formed a substrate from which a common social fabric could emerge. That unspoken Christian consensus was eroded through a series of sudden demographic shifts, direct cultural assaults, and the disenchantment of modernity. Many liberals assumed that this shared moral vision was the natural human inclination and that it could be easily separated from what they saw as backward religious nonsense. What has now become clear is that Americans separated from that Christian consensus don't maintain some form of enlightened post-Christian secular humanism, but instead seek to embrace whatever faith is offered, even if it proves to be an ugly and twisted character of true religion. The baseline consensus conservatives refer to as American values turned out to be a very particular strain of Protestant Christian ethos, and once that foundation had been demolished, the narrative framework which had been built upon it quickly crumbled. With the modern interpretation of separation of church and state purging Christianity from most public spaces, the cultural consensus that was built on top of it slowly faded. Cultures and their values are embodied things. It's not enough for them to be written down on a piece of paper, they must be acted out as part of people's daily lives in order to survive. Increasingly, progressivism was the only moral vision around which institutions could be organized, and so it became the narrative which was acted out and eventually internalized. Even if wokeness could be purged from every American institution tomorrow, it would inevitably return if the narrative and moral void it left was not deliberately filled with another faith. As uncomfortable as it makes many on both the center and right, the illusion of cultural neutrality is dead. Some vague return to classical liberalism will not solve the crisis America faces. The only way to defeat progressivism is to replace it with a more compelling and true narrative. The only way to once again weave a social fabric which can bind Americans together is by acknowledging the indispensable nature of a shared moral vision. This doesn't mean some kind of cartoonish theocracy, it simply requires us to stop denying an essential truth about human nature. 
Religion isn't going anywhere, and ignoring that fact doesn't make us enlightened, rational, or objective. It only leaves us vulnerable to the destructive and hollow forms of belief that we allow to rule us in the absence of true religion. America will be ordered toward a vision of the good. Our nation will embody a moral tradition and act it out in our daily lives. Every human civilization serves something higher. The only question is, who will we serve? Thanks for watching guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and click like, and if you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you'd like to get these broadcasts as podcasts, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Oren McIntyre Show on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, make sure that you go ahead and leave a rating or a review that really helps with all the algorithm magic. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Substack or Gab, if you'd like to watch these videos on Rumble or Odyssey, make sure to follow the links down below in the description. And of course, you can catch all of my videos and read all of my articles over at The Blaze. Thanks for watching, guys, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.